You're listening to Bridge the Gap Season 4, a podcast dedicated to inform, educate, and influence the future of housing and services for seniors. This podcast is powered by supporting partners Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast, the senior living podcast with Josh and Lucas. We've got a BTG ambassador, a great friend of ours, Matt Reiners. He is a new girl dad, Argentum senior living leader, Forbes 30 under 30, BTG voice ambassador, and the co-founder of Eversound and an all-around fantastic guy. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Lucas and Josh. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we love hanging out with you as so many people do. You're a uh, senior living LinkedIn famous. Everybody follows all of your stuff. You've got a, a new series of interviews out where you're kind of having some chats with different influencers in the business. I'm loving the content you're putting out. You're obviously passionate about senior living like we are, which is uh, so resonates with us and everybody else. You've mixed passion with work. How is it, what is a day in your life like right now? Yeah, so it really depends on the day. I mean, it's it's all about coming back to this, this mission of just trying to improve the quality of life for older adults all across the country, right? So when I'm looking at my day-to-day and kind of what I'm doing and how I'm operating, you know, I always say, is it helping with that? Yes or no. And if it's a yes, I try to continue to keep doing it. But if it's a no, I try to either delegate or stop doing it all enti- all entirely. You know, Josh, uh, we have talked about this so much recently over the last months and couple of years, actually, a senior isolation. So older adults uh, being in isolation. And, you know, this is kind of one of those tension points in senior living, right, is that congregate care should be the answer to isolation. Um, But a lot of times there's a bunch of other things that influence that. And I think, Matt, you know, your passions in technology and other areas has now created a solution there at Eversound. Talk to us about your personal story around the genesis of all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So before Eversound, uh, my co-founder Jake and I started another company while he was still in college. You know, I wasn't even a, a year out yet working at a call center, was pretty much a glorified telemarketer. Um, but we had started a company that was helping people around the country do silent disco events and on the very different side of the whole senior living, you know, more of the rave and music festival scene, but we started doing that company and, you know, grew it successfully year over year. And then about like year four, year five, you know, two things kind of happened simultaneously where, we started receiving phone calls from senior living communities, basically asking for help. You know, I think what the the issue that they were in experiencing was this whole isolation piece. But I think if you look at the root cause, a lot of it stemmed from hearing loss. You know, people inability to hear, right? If you've ever been in a restaurant and are unable to hear the person across the table from you, you kind of back out and back out so you're no longer part of the conversation. But we started receiving these calls from senior living communities asking for help. And what they were looking for was a headphone system designed for groups with individual um, volume controls so everyone could listen to the bingo numbers, the television, the resident council, 
um, you know, being heard at a level comfortable to them. And then it was right around the same time where I saw what my grandmother was going through. You know, she lived to be 93 in a senior living community in New Jersey. And, you know, honestly, her quality of life wasn't great. You know, she would just sit in her room, blast her television, listen to her romantic fantasy novels on her own headphone system. And it was right around this time where Jake and I were probably, gosh, 24, 25, didn't really know any better. We were in upstate New York at the time, just started walking into senior living communities and we're kind of framing it as a, a school project, which wasn't a lie. I mean, Jake was still in college. He was doing some class projects around that. Um, and some of these early demos would just leave you with your, with your jaw on the ground. You would see staff crying. You would have residents coming up to you and thanking you, you know, saying that they haven't been able to participate in years. And this was the first time they were able to do that. And I think that was where we kind of took a step back and was like, you know, holy crap, like we could create a business and do some good and really improve the quality of life, you know, for, for some of these senior living communities and their residents. And it was right around that time that I got bit by the senior living bug and uh, we haven't looked back. Well, it's really cool. Uh, for me, it's been cool to see the progression of I guess you would call it your entry into the industry. Um, and I can still remember a couple of the first times I would say I was exposed to Matt at uh, the events. And I remember walking by, uh, I, I forget what conference or event it was, but I saw um, this relatively young compared to most of the crowd dude with uh, headphones on and flashing shoes, neon dancing, not interested in inviting me in like the other, um, I would say expo sharks typically do. And I kind of avoid, but, but you were actually just kind of like dancing and I couldn't hear the music, but apparently you could. And I'm like, this guy is having the best time of anybody here. I don't know what he's doing, but this is different. And then I think my next exposure to uh, Matt was you were dressed like Richard Simmons at an event. And I'm still thinking, <laughs> so my, my first two times, I'm like, I don't know what this guy does, but I've got to figure it out. So once I did, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, what you guys had figured out. So my I'm getting to my question here. So my question is, you guys have launched a ton of communities are using the product that you developed to help seniors out. So what kind of data experiences, stories, like what kind of impact is this making? And, and like it specifically, what is it doing for people that were lacking on engagement? How is it helping them participate now? Absolutely. And I think it was Danny Zuko. I was dressed up as just for the record, had a nice little wig, <laughs> short shorts on. I was rocking it pretty hard. I did win a nice substantial gift card, I must say. So uh, definitely doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost every day we hear a new story of someone's life just being changed for the better. I mean, we've heard stories of people thought to be nonverbals, having conversations with their loved ones again, because they can actually hear what's being said. You know, we hear stories of people who wouldn't come out to events actually coming out and participating and engaging because they can actually hear. Um, so it's like, and we call these our ever moments and we have like a whole website that's dedicated to them. But it's just basically pulling them off when other communities are mentioning us in their social media. Um, and it's really amazing to hear some of these stories. I mean, I look at Ms. Josie behind me, uh, behind my left shoulder who celebrated her hundredth birthday during the pandemic. Um, her family wanted to visit her, couldn't go inside, and you can actually see them through the window. They were able to use Eversound to sing and have a conversation with Ms. Josie. 
And if I can ever think of like a hundredth birthday party, it's going to be a heck of a good time. But the inability to see my family is just, you know, it's, it's sad. It's depressing. And it's, I'm just so grateful and humbled to be able to help with moments like that. So we hear of like all these anecdotal stories of people's lives being changed for the better. Um, we usually have groups that will try and collect some data when they're trying to test the efficacy of technology, which I would definitely suggest and recommend. You know, I think a lot of people come out over promise, under deliver of what the technology can do. Um, but we had a, a group, one of our partners, Front Porch Center for Innovation and Wellbeing um, out in California, who I think have done the most substantial just kind of like data collection with other innovation and technology products. They did like a 12 month study with over 600 residents and found that Eversound improved engagement by 77%, improved understanding of the event by 77%, and also improved mood in those living with dementia by 64%. So we've had other groups do other studies to collect some data and also shown like it improved attendance. You know, it, it would, the staff has said that it has helped from what they can observe. And I think when you kind of get to the simple concept, right, or the simple problem, you know, the, the inability to hear, it's I think if you don't, if you aren't living with that and you're not experiencing it, you don't really encounter how that can really define your day to day. Because, of course, hearing loss isn't a person, but hearing loss can define a person. And it's with these other groups that we're finding these stories that are starting to come out. And, you know, again, I always just think back to my grandmother and trying to help people like her. And, you know, that's why as, a, as an entire team, we feel very fortunate and grateful to, to help support some of these heroes in the front lines. Oh, it's awesome. So I want to take a little bit different pathway here with you specifically um, and, and ask you a couple of questions and, and to speak to a a particular part or segment of our audience, which is pretty diverse. So, so a lot of our audience is obviously the the folks that are using um, Eversound product because they're caring for older adults and it's a great tool for them. But talk to the people. There's so many technology groups um, that are, you know, bombarding, I guess you would say, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, I mean, just coming into the industry um, a lot of them never get traction for probably a, a million different reasons, but you have really gotten traction and your product has done really well, um, not only because it's a great product, but I, I feel like you made some strategic um, efforts that that helped to get your foot in the door. So maybe talk to the growing group of listeners that we have or that are kind of B2B that are like, they they feel like they've got a solution or a product that's helping to bridge some gap in our industry. And they're just not really sure the best way to connect in our industry. And I'd like maybe you would be a great young entrepreneur to, to kind of give some guidance on how to get connected in our, in our space. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something, you know, I've, I've thought about a lot and I think when you kind of, you know, you could, I guess what I've observed and what I see, especially in the B2B space, you know, I would say 90 to 95% of the providers are in it for the right reasons, right? They're, they're good people, amazing souls, have some sort of personal experience of a, a parent or a loved one or a grandparent that they grew up with who they experienced probably not something so good. And that's really drove them to this industry to help improve that quality of life. And I find when some of these B2B companies and technology companies come in, they almost miss the soul side of it. Like I remember I was at uh, the Thrive Center 
um, in, in Louisville, which I know you guys have been to. And I was talking to one of our partners and they were looking at some of the marketing collateral from one of the, the other technology companies that was showcasing there. And they were basically calling themselves an asset tracking company, referring to the residents as assets, where she read those first three lines. She's like, I'll never talk to them. Like, these are people, like these are experiences. These are someone's mom, someone's dad, someone's brother. Like these are, these are people. And I think where I find a lot of technology companies, you know, they, they hear about this silver tsunami or they see the demographics and how they're changing and everyone is sniffing around and really trying to break into senior living, but it's such a relationship driven industry. And if you're not in it for the right reasons, you you'll get called out pretty quickly. And that's where I find that you're not getting traction. I also find a lot of companies are building things behind, you know, a closed door. They're building it, building it, not seeking customer input. They release it to the world, say, here you go. It's amazing. And everyone's like, we don't need that. That's not solving any problems that we have. So I, I think what we've done too very early on is try and in, incorporate the feedback that we're hearing from the communities, really doing a lot of discovery meetings and discovery calls in terms of like just understanding what the pain points are now. And I think one of the best compliments uh, we received last week was one of our partners, Presbyterian Senior Living, our friend Alicia there, who said, uh, I love Eversound because you're normal people, right? She's like, I can have a real conversation with you if something's not going right. We, we talk about it. It's not BS. And I find too, like, these are a lot of real people and B2B, it's all the marketing lingo and language, but you really need to be a person first and really trying to incorporate that in, in all that you do. And I also find too, a, a third point, just ease of use, right? There's a million things going on in these communities today to expect that people will add an hour to their day to help figure out what software that you're using. People just don't have that time. So you need to strive for simplicity in order for any of it to, to get, because once I, once you have an issue or once there is a problem, they're not going to go back to it. They just put it on the shelf and it collects dust and then never see the light of day again. Well, Lucas, so we just got a little senior tech launch 101. Our listeners, that was free by Marion. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and there's, there's so much technology and innovation opportunities in this space so go high level with us. Uh, what do you think is on the horizon? Yeah, so on the horizon, I do think there's going to be more collaboration or just having different technologies talk together. I think one of the biggest issues we've run into the last five or so years is all of these companies building technology in a silo. But that's, I thought, where you're starting to see some of these larger VC funds coming in and starting to absorb these companies. So I start, I believe you'll have a platform that can pretty much do everything that you can need in a community. And I think, you know, you'll see more and more of these people, rather than going and building their own, they'll just start absorbing these companies and bringing them together. And I think over the last, you know, 12 to 18 months, we've really seen that heightened with some of these really notable companies uh, starting to happen to. But I, I, I do think, you'll start to see more of this like internet of things, things talking to one another. You know, I wouldn't call it asset tracking, of course, but really there's really cool technology that can really help to digitize. And, you know, the big buzzword is big data, right? And the more data you can get around some of this stuff, and then you can make predictions or analysis off of that data. It's just kind of where the future is heading. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. You know, I, I almost um, since where we're 
where we almost have to go next because we're tracking like everything, right? And we have a million different dashboards. But I think one of the struggles in our space, in these communities, which you touched on the point, they're so busy, they're being hit by so many different things is what I do with the data, like what data is important, like, so it almost has to be a little bit intuitive, like maybe that it's that AI that, um, that is intuitively helping to tell and guide the caregiver or the professional or the nurse or whoever on like, what of this data is important that I need? And what do I need to do with the data that I'm getting? And it seems like that's maybe a, a next big step for our industry. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I mean, you can track everything and anything, but if you're not analyzing it and making conclusions and then making adjustments off that, there's no sense in collecting it. And I mean, we even struggle with this as our, our own company is like, what should we actually track? What's important? What are the KPIs we should be looking at weekly, daily, monthly, quarterly? Um, and what are some are important ones, but there, you can pretty much get it down to a few key ones. So it's just, uh, but yeah, it's a great point, Josh. Well, and I think it seems like what one of the brilliant things that you've done with your product deliveries is you've made it to where it, it's a it's a tool for the resident and the obviously the community that's providing, but it, it doesn't feel like it is a an anchor that's dragging them down. I mean, so many of the really cool technologies require they're very labor intensive for the community who's already overworked. So, um, and, and I think that's one of the beauties of what you guys have done with your product. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I would agree. I think, uh, you know, we, we learned a lot over the last five or six years since we launched it, but yeah, I mean, we wanted to strive for simplicity, a plug and play system that can really be used all across the community. So I think a lot of people at first were like, this is just a solution for bingo, which it is. I know we can never take bingo away, but we're finding more and more care staff, executive directors, sales and marketing people using this. And it's uh, literally press a button, turn it on and away you go. And I think what's nice about the technology too, I think we could have a whole podcast on Wi-Fi in these communities. And the nice thing about it is you don't need Wi-Fi in order for it to be successful. Yes, oh, very cool. I'm constantly amazed that when I walk into communities on the weekly basis, that um, they there are still a number. There's a contingency out there that do not have Wi-Fi in the building. Interesting. So, so many opportunities in this space, especially when it comes to innovation and technology. And Matt, you've done a great job, you and your your uh, team there at Eversound. Um, and we are also following along with uh, your interviews on LinkedIn. What have you learned from doing the, the um, I don't know, you've probably done a couple dozen already. What have you learned so far? I've learned a lot. Um, and I think I love it so much because as I go to these conferences, I, as I interact with people, there's so many amazing, bright, just tremendous people. And the whole goal of it is to help put a spotlight on some of those people. So Lucas and Josh, let to get you on here. Cause I, I definitely feel that way about you, you and Sarah, of course. Um, but I, I've learned that there's a new style of leadership coming. You know, I think we're kind of all, we think of the old leadership model as it was more based on fear, right? And now we're all kind of getting into this view of leadership, you know, Simon Sinek, you know, understanding your why. I do think there's more empathetic leaders that are coming up. Um, and I also think there's a lot of interesting ideas that are coming out that are all from passionate people that want the best for this industry. Even though when you think about senior living, 
you know, you see all the, the, the dreaded headlines, right. But that's how people are, are driving those clicks. But, you know, I, I'm continuing to be inspired by the people that I'm talking to and just hope that the people that are watching it are, are going away with some golden nuggets that they can incorporate into their own lives and work lives. Yes, absolutely. That, that resonates with us so much. It was a part of the genesis of even starting Bridge the Gap, the Senior Living Podcast. And, you know, we've said it so many times, Josh, um, is really it's the people in this business that really makes it so special. And I think that uh, that is the bond that keeps us all together. It's our common bond um, in realizing, especially Matt, you and I on the vendor side is supporting guys like Josh and other providers and operators. Uh, It's such a huge responsibility because they need help. They need great services and they need vendors and, and partners that really understand senior living. It's not just a piece of their business, but it's the core of their business. Um, and you're a great example of that. So we really appreciate it. Great talk today, Matt. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me on. It's been, uh, it's been on the bucket list since I've gotten into the senior living and I've seen the Bridge the Gap podcast come to fruition. I'm shocked it's taken this long, but we finally did it. We're finally here. Make sure that you connect with Matt on LinkedIn. Follow along on his chats and his content that he's putting out. We'll connect in the show notes and you can go to btgvoice.com, catch all of our content. You can download the transcript to this one. Make sure you connect with BTG on social, right? We're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything, YouTube. Go to btgvoice.com to find out all information. And thanks for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks for listening to Bridge the Gap podcast with hosts Josh Crisp and Lucas McCurdy. If you are informed, educated, or influenced by this episode, we want to know. Leave a comment on social media or contact us in the show notes. Powered by supporting partners, Propel Insurance, Inquire, LTC REIT, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Learn more at btgvoice.com.